What you are about to hear is a work of fiction, containing themes of death, drug use, eating disorders, implied violence, sexuality, and war. We hope you enjoy. We open our day with death, entering a cafe in a smart black and red suit, holding a cane in one hand that they are leaning heavily on. They approach the overly caffeinated barista, not noticing that another customer, holding a bright pink cappuccino, has their eyes fixated on death's every move. Morning. Black coffee. Two sugars. To go. Deftly, the barista makes the order and returns the cup to death, with a smile that was so fake that death winced as they took the coffee. Turning slowly to scan the rest of the shop's occupants, Death observes for a moment, before slowly moving towards and heavily placing one hand on another customer's shoulder and moves along to sit down beside them. Nonchalant, the customer gives Death a courteous nod, not realising just what sat down beside them. Morning. Good morning. You're looking for someone? Yes, funny you should ask. I was looking for you. Oh, really? What can I do you for? Just your company. All right, then, I guess. Would, uh, would you like to hear a joke? Not particularly. Oh, well. Thought I would try before your time is up. The customer scowls in confusion, shuffling slightly further away from the strange person who just sat beside them. However, as the customer turns back to their newspaper, they abruptly choke on their muffin while reading the sports. Death seems oblivious to this abrupt turn of events, while all but one of the surviving customers seem oblivious to Death's presence. Death looks down at their cane and sighs to themselves. Just another day at the office. You watch as Death checks their pocket watch, leans over and takes the newspaper and their coffee before standing, straightening their tie and exiting calmly. Unknowingly, Death is followed out of the shop by the customer with the pink coffee, who looks around in confusion at the sudden toll of a church bell. Upon leaving the cafe, Death follows a wooded trail into a public park calmly with their cane in one hand, newspaper tucked under their arm and their steaming coffee in the other. You follow along peacefully until eventually their follower catches up to them, panting heavily and stumbles into death, causing them both to spill their coffees. The follower winces and looks up at death, who is not impressed. Do you know how rare this suit is? (laughs) Sorry, I, I just got built up in the momentum, you know. You're really fast. Am I? (laughs) Yeah, you're hard to keep up with. True. Death turns away to continue their walk, 
stepping over their spilled coffee carefully as not to cause any further damage to their suit. But Alex reaches out to grab Death's arm to stop them. Without hesitation, Death smacks their hand away hard with their cane. Ow! Do not touch me. That really hurt. Then you should not have done it. How else could I have gotten your attention back? And why exactly should I continue to pay attention to you? Alex pauses with a cheeky grin on their face and waits. Death stares hard at Alex and furrows their brow, before what little remaining colour there was in their face dissipates into a tired confusion. (sighs) You are early. (laughs) No, I'm not. Don't be silly. You are precisely ten months, eight days, three minutes, and fifteen seconds early. You don't say? Well, that's good to know. Who do you think you are? How can you see me? (laughs) Oh, I'm Alex. And easy. Why? Uh, Do you think I'm... (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm not dead. No, apparently not. Ah, well, see you in ten months. Uh, Don't walk away from me, pretty, please. You are very bold to talk back to me, given that you have no idea who you're speaking to. On the contrary, I know who you are. There's no need to raise your voice. It's very rude. Death rolls their eyes and starts to walk away from Alex yet again. Much to Death's frustration, Alex darts in front of Death, blocking their path. Death scowls and tightens their grip on their cane before looking down at Alex. Don't you want to know why I can see you? Not particularly. Go home and stop pestering me. I have work to do. I saw what you did in the cafe. It was very strange. (sighs) You saw what you wanted to see. Now, move out of my way. Angrily, Death pulls out their pocket watch and curses loudly. For the love of God. Death pushes Alex out of the way with their cane and storms towards the park, causing the twigs and dust to swirl around their feet as if there was a slightly cool breeze. Shivering slightly, Alex frowns and watches as Death gets further away. Give me ten months, eight days, two minutes and thirty-five seconds. To do what exactly? Either for... Me to show you who I am, or for you to work it out yourself. Uh, Unless you're too lazy. Death fiercely turns, coattails flying, and approaches Alex again. Death extends their cane and holds it to Alex's throat. Alex gulps and raises their hands, seeming to have changed their mind about how much of a threat the entity before them might be. However, they then break out into a grin infuriating death further.
Do you think it is clever to insult me? <laughs> yes, I do. Now, is the game on or not? Stepping back slightly, Death hesitates before extending their hand. The two shake hands firmly and Alex skips Tri off triumphantly down the path. Death looks down at their cane and hangs their head, before raising it again to address you. Why did I take up that pathetic challenge? Such a waste of my time. But never say that death is not an entity of their word. Where the hell do I start? I can tell if people are dying, but I do not know their names or their addresses. Do I look like a supernatural phone book to you? As much as I hate to admit it, I doubt I can complete this challenge alone. Besides, I have a busy, busy schedule nowadays. Humans always try to run away, but I always catch up with them. No matter how many surgeries or vitamins or crystals you have, I will meet you one day. No matter. I will just ask an old friend of mine to do some digging. She has eyes and ears across the world. Schools to governments to your next door neighbour. Perhaps even some of you are spies for her. Death checks their pocket watch and nods slightly. They lift their head towards you and motion for you to stay silent before making for the park entrance quickly. Turn your attention now to a dimly lit speakeasy style bar, the kind with that stale smell of tobacco hanging like a fog and there is always gin on tap. Flickering neon lights illuminate war seated on the bar top in military attire, sipping at a whiskey and playing with a knife absent-mindedly. She watches unfazed as her masked gang members drag in a victim, kicking and screaming with a bag secured over their head with duct tape. The gang members throw the helpless victim down at her feet as she leaps down and picks them up with one hand throwing them into a wooden chair. Come on, we aren't going to hurt you, are we, boys? The gang members laugh and tie the interrogation victim to a chair with zip ties as War sits herself down on a chaise lounge to watch while sipping at her whiskey. The victim continues to scream and thrash, which eventually causes War to throw her glass at the wall and stand up to smack the victim across where she presumed their face to be. She glares as someone knocks on the door, breaking her focus. Now stop your incessant screaming and bloody listen to me. Oh, will you shut that little prick up for five f***ing seconds? I can't hear myself think. And can one of you answer the bloody door? <sighs> now, are you going to tell these nice gentlemen exactly why you thought it would be a bloody good idea to go around spreading all those awful lies about me supporting Extinction Rebellion, eh? We know everything. I just want to hear it from your f***ing mouth. Okay? 
War grabs the back of the victim's head and pulls it backwards violently as a gang member scurries off to answer the door. I said, okay. War struts off to the bar to get herself another drink, swearing in various languages. The other gang member returns and whispers to War about a guest arriving. Well, send them in, you twat. Don't leave them waiting. War kicks the gang member as they go to fetch the guest while she takes a sip of her drink. She sits back on the bar top and leans back her head to down the glass. Listening to the wails of the victim as her fellow gang members begin the torture, she raises her head to fixate on you with one eyebrow raised. Oh, don't look at me like that. I do what I have to. You can't have rats in an operation like this. The enemy has the advantage over you then. Filthy <laughs> that spread rumours and lies. I always hunt them down like the vermin they are. And this is what happens. War gestures broadly to the victim being tortured brutally by the gang members, before her attention is drawn to death entering, flanked by a confused gang member. Leaping down from the bar top, War stands in opposition to death, the two pretend to prepare for a sparring match. However, after a few moments, the two enter into a familiar embrace. War guides death to the bar and the two sit down on bar stools, Wincing at the sounds of pain emanating from the other side of the room, death waves a hand and time stops. Long time no see, old comrade. Indeed. I see you are still in business. Oh, would you expect anything less of me? There's always room for me in this world. Humans are the same f***ing creatures who are... Ah. Yes. Same bloodthirsty creatures they were 2,000 years ago. I just need a push. You serve me well. We make a good team, especially away from the other two. Ah, yes. I forgot you always flatter me when you need something. <laughs> what can I do for you, old chum? I have been given a challenge, and I need your help. To complete it. You need my help. Why can't you do it yourself? I am preoccupied at present. I need you to find someone and work out what they are. <laughs> Finding will be easy, obviously. But what do you mean, what they are? I had a strange interaction with a thing that seemed human, but was not quite. This Alex seems to think that they are someone special for some godforsaken reason, because they could see me before their time of dying. Oh, bollocks. <clears throat> so, what? Whether they can see you or not, they're still going to die someday. It is not as easy as that. No human sees you the same. You slither around different skins for your own benefit. If all humans can see me coming, that would be problematic. Uh, good point. You look just the same to everyone. Makes you far too identifiable. Indeed. But how people greet me is always different. 
<laughs> I can imagine perhaps some of them aren't too pleased. <laughs> that is an understatement. Uh, back to the point now, please. No, you're right. I choose to let these mortals see me and do my bidding. You hide in the shadows and sneak up on them. If they can see you, that would be problematic for your business. Is there anyone else that could see you without your choosing by any chance? Mm. I do not believe so. No. Oh, this is strange. I'll look into this for you. Thank you. Keep me updated. My pleasure. I'm always ready to lend a hand or a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Anything I can do in return today. Death gestures to the interrogation, but War shakes her head violently in protest. Death sighs and shrugs before extending their hand to War. War grins and shakes Death's hand before Death stands and exits, waving a hand to reinstate time. Smiling at the return of her favourite sound, War beckons a gang member over. Look into this for me, eh? Well, (laughs) gosh, this should certainly be bloody fun. I haven't worked with my siblings like this in years. No matter if I'm out of practice, I can find anyone, anywhere. Don't think for one moment you bellends can escape. All I do is push humans in the right direction. Sometimes with words, others with my fist. This... Alex won't be too difficult to find, and when I find them, I'll make them squeal like the little runt they are. Smugly, War taunts the victim with a penknife before drawing a cleaver. She orders her gang members to get out and throws the interrogation victim to the floor while they are still in the chair. She grins and kneels down beside them before looking up at you with a smirk to the sound of sirens. Just got one more thing to deal with first. (laughs) Away from that grisly scene, Alex is seated under a tree in that same park from earlier, reading peacefully on a bench. Slowly from the trees, War struts in and seats herself on a bench opposite Alex. War is playing with a small blade, letting it dance across her fingers in a way that is both mesmerising and menacing, while keeping her gaze intent on Alex. Could you stop staring at me? It's weird. My apologies. I was lost in thought. (laughs) Alex shrugs uncomfortably and continues reading their life advice book, burying their nose in the words intently. Slowly rising, War saunters over casually and leans over the top of the book, bringing her face within mere inches of Alex's. What the hell? God, you made me jump. Oh, why are you reading that rubbish? It's none of your business. Leave me alone. Oh, come now. You know that... Peace and love is bloody preposterous, right? 
Actually, it's been shown that mindfulness oh, and mindfulness, self-love can... mindfulness. It's just hogwash, they say, to sell copies and attract hipsters. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Whatever. Just leave me alone, you weirdo. I've had enough of your lip. Abruptly, War snatches the book, much to Alex's protest, and promptly knocks them out flat. War lifts Alex over her shoulder expertly with one arm, flicking through the book curiously with the other. Shift your attention back to the smoke-filled bar we just left. War dumps Alex on the chair that has clearly been taped back together after the interrogation earlier. Alex's hands and feet are bound with duct tape, and War is pacing while flicking through Alex's self-help book in absolute disgust. Some of the stuff these creatures come up with. Oh, you're awake, are you? Oh, did you just kidnap me from a park? Yeah, it wasn't that difficult to find you. And do you know how stupid that was? There would be witnesses... Abruptly, War's head snaps up and glares at Alex before she panics, holding up her hand to silence Alex. She drops her book and turns back to you as Alex freezes momentarily. For once, this mighty creature actually seemed scared. Now this is worrying. They still recognise me. I presented myself differently at the park. The fact they can see death is concerning enough for all of us, but being able to see through my disguise is another matter entirely. There's a reason I never get caught, and why there have been so many brutal kingpins across the centuries. I shift my form, you see. I am seen however I want to be seen by these damned mortals, yourself included. Al Capone, that was me, Vlad the Impaler, Attila the Hun, Genghis Khan, all those silly European chaps were all me at some point. By the by, this is how I'm choosing to let you see me, and everyone will see something different. Except my siblings. This thing is not one of my siblings. War lowers her hand and turns her steely gaze away from you again, shifting her anger back to Alex. Shaking their head in disbelief, Alex unfreezes and appears stunned at War's idiocy. (laughs) You'll get caught. I mean, like... Highly unlikely. And why's that? None of your business. What... what do you want? This chair is rather uncomfortable. Oh good, I'm glad. You'll find out what I want from you. Soon enough. So, are you going to answer me or not? (laughs) What does life mean? Hold your tongue before I cut it out! You already tried that. Then I will rip out your vocal cords. So forgetful. That was attempt 76, silly. Oh, why doesn't a damn thing work on you? (laughs) You clearly don't know what you're doing, so I'll be off. 
Nice try, though. Alex stands and shrugs off their binds, as if they had never held them at all, and walks away confidently. War falls to her knees, screaming in frustration. How on earth did they get away? Paint-splattered pestilence runs through the door, abruptly in dungarees and a suit jacket, tie askew and nearly trips over war. Pestilence glances over at you and mouths help desperately as war leaps back to her feet angrily and glares down at pestilence, gradually stepping closer towards him. With each step she makes, pestilence takes one back until he is backed up against a wall. He shrinks down from his older sister, trying to keep as much distance as she will allow, fiddling with his fingers nervously. Will you watch where you're going? Oh, I'm, 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 sorry, I, I, I just heard, heard you needed my help with, with, with something? Just spur, spur, spit it out. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I just wanted to help. And running into me was p- 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 part of your plan? No, 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 not, 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 not exactly. No. For the love of everything unholy, when you finally get out what you're so d- d- desperately trying to say, will you bloody help me or not? Of course, of course, I will. You know, I'm, 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 I'm always happy, happy to help. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm flattered you, you asked me to be honest. I didn't really have a choice, did I? The famine just tags along like a pathetic puppy, and death. Let's just get down to business, shall we? I've wasted enough time on this. You wasting wasting time? That, 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 that's, that's unheard of. I, I mean, I, I mean, you, you're always so efficient. Well, this I... time I wasn't. Oh, well, what 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 can I help you you with? Death <laughs> is in a predicament, and I volunteer to help. There's this little. <laughs> called Alex. <laughs> Alex? Are, are, are you serious? That's one of the least scary names I've ever heard. I mean, it's just like Gary or, or something. Uh, you dare to bring up his name after what you did to him? I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I it, it, it just sort of slipped out. And, Will you I don't know, to shut up and just listen for once in your existence? Pestilence bows his head even lower than you would think possible and nods sheepishly. War punches the wall beside his head, causing Pestilence to cower even further. She smirks and winks back at you before backing off from Pestilence finally. He breathes out a sigh of relief and straightens himself up, tie included, standing to attention. This thing can see us including through my disguises, which is a big problem. No human should be able to see entities such as us in our true forms. It would ruin my reputation for a start and be problematic for death. So, so, so do, do, do you know what, what they are? No. They resisted all my usual techniques. Wow. 
they, 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 they must be something special then. Oh, not even a scratch on them. Then the cocky bastard just walked out as if nothing had happened. Wait, 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 wait. wait. They escaped too? Well, yes. But it wasn't my fault. Unlike you, I don't f*** up every single task anyone ever asks of me. <laughs> I don't, don't, don't always mess up. I mean, I mean what about those bioweapons? I mean, you can't follow good. a simple instruction not to touch anyone. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that. Oh, quit distracting yeah. me. It's not my fault that thing escaped. I, 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 I never said it was. You, you just made me th- think it, it was all. About what exactly? Well, this this Alex person can't be human. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to heal so fast and resist you and all that. I could have worked that out by myself. So, so did, did, did they say anything that, that, that could ind- indicate a weak point? What on earth do you mean? Like, like a topic sensitive or, or meaningful for them. It's a possibility. Why? Because I could take it away from them. Duh! <laughs> you want to try that again with a little less attitude? Okay. Go on then. What? Cat got your tongue? <laughs> I I I I can destroy the 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 thing that they find meaningful. I mean, I I I corrupt things pretty well these days. Of course, I always forget you can do that, old chap. Your thing was always disease and infestation and such. Ah, yes, yes, and I've I've gotten into. Code m- m- more recently. Oh, don't start with all that modern technology. <laughs> Stick to what you're good at. Um. Okay. I I I I've been playing around with some some viruses lately. I mean, I I I wonder what I'll come up with next. Oh, I certainly look forward to it. Spanish flu. That was you, wasn't it? Yep, yep, yep. All those. Beautiful, slow deaths. One of my finest jobs. See, politicians are very malleable nowadays. So I've been trying to get them to enjoy carbon emissions as much as me lately. Oh, that was you. Oh, you're certainly making good use of the internet then. Oh, oh yes, yes. Silly, silly humans. Oh, they created the perfect platform to, to spread poison but 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 you are too don't don't discredit yourself i mean all all these world war three scares yeah i don't have the bloody patience though technology is so confusing and humans are so f-ing argumentative all the bullying and what do you call it cancel culture got to give you credit for that one even if Famine wants to think she invented it. it, 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 it it's great, isn't it? They're, they're doing it all them, themselves, aren't they? I mean, we just give them a little push in, in the wrong direction. Great minds think alike, eh? 
Uh, now, uh, back to this Alex business. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, what, what, what did they, they, they say to you? Oh, they kept going on and on about the value of life and all the meaning and potential it can hold. So, so they, they value life and purpose. You could say that, I suppose. I, 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 I have an idea. Best of luck to you, and keep me updated. We can't let this creature run freely. God knows what f***ing chaos they could cause. Of course. We can't be careful. War extends her hand out as though she is going to hit pestilence again, but instead just shakes his hand. He tentatively shakes it back, and flinches as she jolts towards him, causing war to erupt in laughter. (laughs) Pestilence awkwardly chuckles along before turning to make for the door as fast as possible. (laughs) Oh, and uh, Pestilence? Uh, Yes? Try not to kill them by accident. We still need answers. I I I don't I don't know what what you're talking about. Just don't touch them. Remember, you do some scary to people that aren't like us. Oh, yes, that. Remember what happened the last time I asked for your help. All too well, but it wasn't that bad in 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 the end, right? You gave six of my best workers syphilis, including Gary, who you so kindly decided to mention earlier, you twat. I, 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 I forgot about that part. What was the bit you remembered? Never mind. I won't mess this one up. I promise. Good. War nods to Pestilence, and he nods back, smiling awkwardly. The two stand staring at each other uncomfortably until War shoes Pestilence, who scurries off as she chases him out the door. He stumbles out of the bar and onto the street, where he looks even more out of place than he did inside. Diving into an alley, Pestilence finds a patch of mould and places his hand into it carefully, slipping into and merging with the gunk until he is out of sight. He sprouts back up on a far more reputable side of town before composing himself, turning to meet your eyes and does a fist pump. Yes! Now, I'm I'm not not as popular uh, as my siblings, but but that's just because they're just jealous of what I'm capable of now. Look at at all I I have achieved so far. You, You humans are always scurrying around on, on, on your little legs, trying to outwit me yeah? with, with, your, with your modern medicine and, and your vaccines. Well, <laughs> joke's on you. I, I provide both the cause and the, the, the cure. Just look at penicillin. I have the ability to work with both hands, causing new bacteria to grow and form colonies while simultaneously wiping out thousands and thousands of humans. All from just a hug. 
Now, occasionally, I do make a few mistakes. No, 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 not not mistakes. Missteps, and I am getting off topic again. Right, I I need to sort this for war. Do something right. I mean, she she didn't mind my last lot of pandemics. Though I mean, seventeen twenty plague. 1820, cholera, 1920, Spanish flu. I, I mean, you really should have seen this coming. I've, I, I've caused nearly 20 epidemics over the last decade, too. One for each year. <laughs> Swine flu, yellow fever, measles, Ebola, Zika, and so many more. And I am getting distracted. And I am the most enduring of any of my siblings. Every virus and bacteria and fungi that goes through a random mutation, making each batch more deadly than the last. I'll be here keeping you all ill for a very, very long time. And all you need to do is accidentally brush past me in the street and boom! No, 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 focus. Pestilence, you, you have a job to do. Watch out, siblings. This Alex person doesn't stand a chance against me. Pestilence grins at you and motions for you to be silent before your vision goes black again. You lose your balance and end up on the floor, deafened. As your senses slowly return, you see Alex stumble along the road a few metres away from you, dirtied and clutching a child's doll. Smoke fills the air. You can feel every spark sting your throat. A rat scrambles over your feet, causing you to try and scramble back up again. Alex extends a hand and helps you to your feet. How could something like this happen? All the death and destruction. So unnecessary. Fires all across the national parks. Craters along the high street, swallowing cars whole. Why is this happening? It's so unfair. Alex collapses again, dropping your hand, slipping into uncontrollable sobs, until a shy pestilence approaches them from the smoky haze. Pestilence kneels beside them, and hesitantly lays a consoling hand on their shoulder. Alex pushes themselves away from Pestilence in shock and scrambles away from him across the tarmac. Who are you? God, don't touch me! I'm, I'm a, a, a friend. Don't, don't worry. Are, are you all right? 
does anything about this look right to you? Buildings have collapsed, burying hundreds, and feral animals are spreading disease. I mean... <laughs> well, you you can always find beauty in, in tragedy. How can I find any beauty in so much loss of innocent life? Loss can often bring out the, the best in people. The... Humanity, so to speak. See? Just a little shift in perspective. And the world isn't so bad. Alex smiles and leaps back to their feet, moving eagerly towards Pestilence, who, out of habit, backs away. Confused, Alex offers their hand politely to Pestilence and tilts their head reassuringly. Tentatively, Pestilence takes their hand and looks down in absolute shock before Alex breaks their confusion. I'm Alex, by the way. It's nice to meet you. Oh, um, no, nobody's ever said that to me before. <laughs> well, happy to be the first. I'm sure I'm not the last. Uh, oh, you, you, you're, you're too kind. What's your name? Oh, me? I, I'm uh, Peter. Peter? What do you think of all this, then? Of what, exactly? All this destruction and, and disease. Isn't it horrible? Well, I, w I wouldn't say it's all horrible. How? There's there's a certain admiration I have for these events. It's like watching a stack of dominoes fall one after another. Everything has to be in the perfect position for the next domino to fall and make a full catastrophe. There's, there's an art to it, you see. What are you saying? That this is all set up? You could say that, yes. Then the person who set this up is really cruel and sadistic. Anyone who profits or, or relishes in this level of cruelty needs to take a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror. What, what, if, what if they're just doing their job? Why would anyone want a job that causes so much pain? Uh, don't ask me. I, I wouldn't know. It makes me question whether there's a point to my existence. If all my hard work just gets destroyed as soon as I'm finished with it. And, and what do you do? I'm a conservationist. I look after the environment and the wealth of life and beauty that nature brings to the world. You? Me? Oh, I'm a sociologist. I, I, I advise the council. <laughs> That's awesome. It sounds fascinating. Thank you. I, I, I take pride in my job. Hmm, as do I. Which is why I don't appreciate my work being undone in such a rude way. You 
seem like you need some help get, getting your feet back after all this horror. I, am I right? It certainly has been a shock to the system. I, I have a, I have a friend I, I want you to meet. Pestilence puts his arm round Alex's shoulder gently and guides them away into the haze, glancing back at you with a worried look on his face before returning his attention back to consoling Alex. The smoke overwhelms you again, clouding your vision temporarily until it clears to reveal an expensive apartment. You see a scantily clad famine strut into the living room, holding a tripod and a chair. She poses on the chair and sets up the tripod in front of her, plastering her biggest smile on her face and addresses the camera excitedly. Hi everyone! So before we get started on today's super workout routine, I want to say a huge thank you to my friends at eBubbles! They created these amazing little pills that make you lose weight like so fast! Like it's unreal! So just for you, I got you a discount! <laughs> so just use the code FABFREYA at checkout and you'll get a free trial for a week and then only pay the small amount of 99 per bottle. <laughs> In no time you could have a body just like mine. <laughs> As Pestilence lets himself into the apartment quietly behind her, Famine stands seductively to show off her physique to the camera. Pestilence drops the magazines he was carrying and his jaw falls as he sees his sister. Famine spins round at the sound and squeals in shock. <laughs> Pestilence clasps his hands to his eyes as she throws a pillow at him. He yelps and peeks through his fingers as she angrily shoves a dressing gown on. What are you doing here? I, I, I didn't know you were a cam girl now. I am not. I am trying to sell these tablets to my followers. Oh, uh, what, what, what do these ones do? Oh, they drop your weight and can also give you a stroke and heart failure, so a win-win for me. <laughs> ah, very clever. Ephedra, <laughs> am I right? Yes, actually. <laughs> I always forget you know more about this modern medicine stuff than I do. Found anything new that works even better? Well, I hear tapeworms are coming back into vogue. <laughs> oh, now they are useful little bastards. <laughs> Pestilence scrambles back to pick up the magazines he dropped at the door and presents them proudly to Famine in a very haphazard pile. She chuckles, shakes her head at him and <laughs> takes one off the top and starts flicking through it leaving him still holding the rest of the stack. Indeed, fascinating creatures. You see... Wait, wait, no, 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 that's that's not why I'm here. Yeah, why are you here? <laughs> I rarely see you nowadays. I've, I've, I've been busy, lots of politicians to corrupt, you know how it is. Oh, makes sense. 
How has that been? Okay. They're, they're, they're just as greedy and selfish as ever. <laughs> what 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 have you been doing? I, I haven't heard much about your side of things either. Oh, you know, I've just been focusing on the youth, very impressionable. <laughs> Always seeking the next high makes my job so much easier. <laughs> I, I, can, I can imagine. Now, no, no, no. I, I need to ask you a, a favour. Oh, God. Not another one. Please don't tell me this is another one of your No, no, no. This is to help. War and death. See, see, we have a small problem. Uh, in War and a... death asked you for help first. But, but, well, yes, but, but that's not the oh, issue here. I am going to strangle both of them. Why didn't they come to me? Oh, don't start with that again. Just hush for two seconds and listen, will you? So, there's this thing where this Alex person conceals the who we really are uh, and they aren't harmed by war and uh, or scared by death and they could only just be manipulated by me and I, I need your help to work out what they are before it is too late can you are... stop pacing please you're making me dizzy oh sorry but it, it is big issue that needs to be sorted and War is really worried, and I don't know how much longer I can keep this up because they can't get ill. I could touch them. What? I know. This is unreal. And and, and then they'd they'd interrupt into sores or blisters or anything. Are you sure you didn't give them herpes or something? <laughs> that doesn't happen as much anymore. It's, it's normally much worse than something that small. I was joking. Silly. Oh. Well, I can see why we're all so concerned about this, but what do you want me to do? Well, you, you see, I, I, I caused this big natural disaster. Just to sort oh, of that was and... you! <laughs> nice work! My follower count skyrocketed. <laughs> the worse real life gets, the more people want to look at social media, you know, helps them ignore reality. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I was quite proud of myself, actually. Ugh. But that's, that's not the point. Alex told me they're a conservationist, and war says they have this weird fixation on the meaning of life. And? Well, I I thought you could, you you know, sort of. Pestilence gestures up and down at famine, with one arm still struggling to balance all the magazines. As she looks at him in disgust, he drops the rest of the magazines by accident. Pestilence stands sheepishly and winces, bracing for impact, as famine is now glaring at him intensely. No, I don't know. What do you want me to do exactly? Well, well, use all of your wealth and fame and fitness stuff and... uh... Wait, what do you actually do again? Oh, I am an influencer! Duh! How many 
times do I have to explain this? Whatever. Just just get them to admire you <gasps> and spill so, so we can deal with this. Hmm. Now you're talking sense. Thank you. Now, I, I should go and get uh, some... No! <laughs> what am I going to get out of all of this? What do you mean? I don't get this invested in something unless there's something in it for me. <laughs> you should know this, silly. Um, well, how about not having our influence on the world go up it creek? Explain. Well, if Alex can recognise us as bad influences and tells all the humans, then we won't have a any work to do anymore. It'll all get taken away. No! <laughs> Not my babies! <laughs> Famine scrambles round, grabbing her phone camera, diet pills, and collapses into scrabbling for her magazines at a very confused Pestilence's feet. Um, there, there. Don't touch me! I'm fine. Great. So, uh, are, are you going to meet this Alex now? Ugh. Fine. I guess. Thank you. Pestilence leaves Famine alone for a moment to go and collect Alex. As soon as he leaves, she runs around, tidying both the room and herself up, before spinning round to look at you again. She has a full face of makeup and is now wearing a fur-lined pink dressing gown. Oh, do I look okay? <laughs> Who am I kidding? I look fantastic. <laughs> Famine winks at you as Alex enters the flat, looking nervously behind them at the door, presumably at Pestilence. Famine leaps to her feet and immediately takes Alex's arm and guides them to be seated on a deluxe chaise lounge. As Alex sits down, Famine makes a point of sitting far too close for Alex's comfort. A little birdie told me you could do with some advice. Yes, thank you. Sorry, what's your name again? I'm Freya Warrington, but you can call me Ms. Warrington. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. I'm Alex. And what seems to be the problem, darling? Oh, um, don't call me darling. <laughs> that feels weird. <laughs> uh, I'm looking to feel like myself again after the tragedy. Mm, I understand. Regaining a sense of control after something so traumatic is like so... So important. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, odd way of putting it, but sure. Mm. So, 
How are you feeling about yourself? Famine winks back at you before she lays her hand on Alex's thigh. You can't quite tell if she's flirting or being reassuring or some very awkward combination of the two. Alex brushes her hand off their thigh and stands up to get further away from her, notably uncomfortable. Can we just uh, talk for a minute first? Oh, come on now, you can trust me. Why? Well, listening to people's problems and giving advice is what I do for a living, duh! (laughs) Uh, uh, Wait. Seriously? You? (laughs) Yeah? Why are you so surprised? Oh, God. I'm just... I'm just shocked anyone took you that seriously. (laughs) Rude much! I have an ex. Extensive platform of followers. Oh, you're one of those internet gurus. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm here to help. Great. Let's get this over with. Goody. (laughs) Now, how are you feeling about yourself? Um, a, a bit lost Mm. i guess Mm. the tragedy hit me really hard Mm. all that death Ah. the pain so you need some comfort or you want to reinvent yourself well neither oh no matter (laughs) i have just the selection for any occasion winking at you famine pulls out a suitcase from underneath the chaise lounge and opens it up Giggling in excitement, she begins taking out various items, coveting them herself, before offering them to Alex. Hmm. Herbal tea? No. Vegan chocolate? No. A gym membership? No. Diamond jewellery? No. A new car? <laughs> no. A vintage wine? No. Uh, cocaine? <laughs> Definitely not. A plastic surgery? That was the final straw. Much to your surprise, Alex stands and upturns the suitcase from their laps, spilling its contents all over the floor. Desperately, Famine scrambles to try and pick them all up again, checking each object to see if it had been broken or damaged, squealing and muttering away to herself in protest. Alex stops her by grabbing her wrists and forcing her to look them in the eye. For once... Famine seems frightened. Will you shut up? God, you are a sly, conniving snake. I pity the people that take your your narcissistic advice. If I could, I would keep you as far away from kids as possible. You are a terrible influence. How can you be so shallow? You're a sick, fake, sadistic waste of space who needs to seriously consider her own life choices instead of advising everyone else on theirs. Grow up! Alex throws Famine's arms back to her and angrily storms off stage and leaves Famine stunned on the floor, surrounded by all her treasures. 
Famine watches Alex leave mournfully, but as soon as she was sure they were gone, she turns back to you while on her knees, holding her bottle of vintage wine. Her expression changes as her eyes meet yours, to one of pure elation. <laughs> Was it something I said? <laughs> Famine disappears from your sight in a mess of giggles and pink smoke, clouding your vision with a sickly vanilla scent. When the smell finally dissipates, you're back in the park that this all started in, and you catch sight of Alex, lying on the grass, under a tree, staring up and crying to themselves quietly. Why? Is existence so miserable? You try and you try and nothing ever seems to work or, or even stay fair for long. It's so frustrating. There is so much pain and fear in the world. Corrupted governments who say they have your best interests at heart. Manipulative role models who are trying to make everyone the same. Disasters bringing out the worst in people. Crime rates are through the roof. Unemployment is rife. Overcrowding is rampant. And prejudice is just there at every turn. Did you know that less than 10 percent of sexual assault cases actually end in a conviction of that offence. Constantly, you just get beaten down over and over again with only two damn certainties in your head. Alex abruptly sits up and points angrily towards you, almost choking trying to get the words out. Now you can see just how bloodshot their eyes are, how blotchy their face is, how much despair is exuding from someone that usually produces such happiness and light. You almost feel sorry for them. Before you remember, they seem angry at you and the world. You are alive. And one day you will die. Which makes 
so little sense when people fear death. Why would you fear one of the one of the few certainties in your in your minuscule existence? After those last words, Alex seems to hesitate, blinking in silence for a moment, before shaking their head and getting to their feet. They rub the tears from their eyes and walk away from you without so much as a courtesy glance your way to say goodbye. They just walk away, head low, muttering away to themselves. Why did I say that? Alex walks off into the trees surrounding the park, shortly missing the four horsemen walking along the path, arguing with one another. War makes up the front, shouting at Pestilence, who in response is cowering at the back behind death. Famine is desperately trying to keep up with War, agreeing with her every word and throwing insults back at Pestilence. If Pestilence could have just done the one thing I asked him to, we wouldn't be in this mess. I agree. I mean, if you'd have just come to me first, War, then uh, I would have been able to do work and my magic faster. What magic? What can you actually do, aside from opening your legs? Do not even think about it, War. Whatever. Can we just get this over with and work out how we're going to punish this little brat? Uh, I, 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 I thought we, 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 we need yes, information. Okay. Alex was so rude to me. They need to be taught a lesson. I wasn't talking to you, Famine. Hey! Look, look, look. Can, can, we, can, we, can we just talk about uh, this? <laughs> I definitely wasn't talking to you, Pestilence. <laughs> Sit down, all of you, and be quiet. Grumpily, Famine sits down cross-legged and pokes her tongue out at War, who glares back and sits down to the left of Famine. Pestilence goes to sit down by War, but quickly backs off and sits on the other side of Famine, twiddling his fingers anxiously. Death stands in front of the three of them and sighs heavily. Oh, thank you. Can we all review? One at a time, what we actually know. Of course, I think that Alex... In order, please, Famine. Alex can see me when I am meant to be invisible to all but the three of you seated here and the dying. Alex is immune to torture and heals as fast as we do. I pulled out all my best devices on that little bugger. Not a squeak left their lips. Alex has a deep value for life and nature. They preserve what what is natural, and they don't like it being corrupted by poison. Hmm. Alex thinks I'm a vain snake. Hmm. Tell me something we do not already know. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. gasps> 
Alex holds strong moral fibre. They resisted every single thing I offered them. No creature I have ever met before can resist that much temptation. Oh, this information hasn't gotten us anywhere. I feel like we're still at square one. Not necessarily. I agree with war. We still know nothing of importance. Oh, let me at them again. I'm sure I'll be able to squeeze something out of that little... Look, can we, can we not just leap right back into violence? Oh, I try you know that, that, um, that technique that I learned. Oh, oh back in which there, back in... one? Can I watch? No, you sadistic f**k. Language. Oh, fine. Just tell her to stop drooling so much oh. over torture. It's weird. Hey, you can't say you don't enjoy your job. Yeah, because it gets me results, not because it gets me off. Oh! I am staying out of you, this one. Every single time virgin, you have this weird have thing about no violence. What is virgin? Like Are you f***ing kidding me? You're Honestly. the one who decides to spread her legs for anyone that comes past. Are you just joking? You think well, at least I have yes, experience, it you little it shit. I'm just going to go kill <laughs> all the men. You have I experience. want to kill all the men because <laughs> I can't. Famine and war leap up and start to argue loudly and push each other around. Pestilence backs out of harm's way and tries to interject gently, but is mostly talked over or yelled at to be quiet. Desperately, Pestilence looks back at Death, who looks at you. Death rolls their eyes and lays down their cane before getting in between the quarrelling pair. (coughs) Will the two of you Please be quiet and stay on topic. Sit back down, away from each other. She started it! (laughs) Are you actually serious? I do not care who started it. Just sit down. Now! Famine sits herself back down next to Pestilence, who is still staring at the floor and avoiding making any eye contact with War whatsoever. War produces a hip flask and takes a long swig before sitting down under a tree, angrily glaring around at everyone, particularly Pestilence. Thanks for having my back there, Pestilence. I did not want to get involved with that. <laughs> Are you two chums now or something? Oh! Learn to talk properly or just shut up. <laughs> War. That was uncalled for. Pestilence can take his time with words, but his points are still valid. <laughs> just as yours are. Be more patient with him. Now, Pestilence. What were you trying to say earlier? Well, I, I, I think Alex is is like us. What do you mean, like us? There's only four of us, idiot. I can see why you would think that, but there's no proof. <sighs> it's the only logical answer. <laughs> what? <laughs> this Alex must be another entity of some kind. I did not consider that, but what are they? Well, we've we've only seen how Alex interacts with us. Yeah? So So what? Let us see how Alex interacts with a human. 
It may give us more insight. I believe is what Pestilence was trying to get at. Yes, yes, yes. Raising his head slightly, Pestilence nods at Death gratefully. Death walks over to the nearest bench and sits calmly in the centre, with Pestilence scurrying after, trying to keep as much distance from war as possible. Famine decides to chase Pestilence, causing him to yelp and hide behind the bench until Famine sat down on the left of Death, giggling to herself. War rolls her eyes and mutters to herself angrily, before joining the other three, seating herself on the right of Death. Pestilence eventually creeps out from the bench and seats himself on the patch of grass by Famine and lights a cigarette. Alex walks into the park, arm-in-arm with a stranger wearing a patterned headscarf. You can't quite tell how much the linking of arms is to aid the stranger, or something the old friends do on a regular basis. Alex is holding a picnic basket laden with delicious food. Your mouth waters at the sight of it all, but your attention is drawn back when you hear their conversation blossoming. How are you? Not great. I don't really know how to feel about it all. That's understandable. It's like I was climbing a mountain. I could see my path in life and was moving towards it. I got hit by an avalanche. Look, it's an overwhelming situation. You have no idea. <laughs> I have some. I've been there before. Not the same position exactly, but I know how it feels. Alex stops by the tree and takes a soft blanket out of their basket, laying it carefully on the ground before helping their friend to be seated. Their friend smiles and closes their eyes, allowing the breeze to wash over them before Alex hands them a flask of warm tea. The stranger smiles weakly and takes the tea, before gesturing lightly to their headscarf. That explains why you weren't so scared off when I showed up in this, huh? Yeah. What am I doing, Alex? I thought my life was going to be around having a family and working on my writing. It was just going to be hospital appointments and feeling crap. Not necessarily. Look, you don't need to give up just yet. What do you mean? You can still have a family and continue your writing. True. Perhaps just for not as long as you thought. I still have Robin. <laughs> it certainly was a beautiful wedding. Thanks again for inviting me. You're welcome. 
It was great to have you there. It's a shame there won't be any children in the honeymoon pictures. Come on. You can't lose hope so quickly. Look, you still have a chance to make that dream family. Might be able to have kids after all. <laughs> it's quite possible. Oh, chemo would kill any chances of me having kids. <laughs> you don't need to give up just yet. There are ways around it. How? Well, um, you haven't started chemo yet, have you? No. I have to ring my doctor about it. Okay, so why don't you speak to your partner about surrogacy? Robin is worried enough as it is. Look, this may be a strange suggestion, but you could use in vitro to have a child. And then they will still have a living part of you. I'm terminal. Aren't I? Even with the chemo. <laughs> Yes, but that doesn't mean the memory of you will die. A part of you will live on, through Robin. Maybe a child. And <laughs> maybe a little mini you. I always wanted a family, but never more than two kids. I think I could handle more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Children, they can be a handful, but it's because they're so full of, of life. Do you really think this would be a good idea? The kid wouldn't remind Robin too much of me. That would be something you would discuss with them. But I think they would be grateful to have a part of you with them. Even after you're gone. Thank you. Really appreciate you listening to me like this. It's not a problem at all. You know I'll always be with you. Till the very end. I'm going to call Robin and ask her what she thinks. I won't be long. <laughs> Stay here. The stranger stands with a helping hand from Alex, and the two embrace tightly for a moment, before Alex sits back down on the blanket with a small smile on their face. As the stranger walks a little way down the path to call their partner, they pass the four horsemen, who look rather eclectic sat together. War is in a vintage military jacket and combat boots, staring at Alex angrily. Famine is beside her in the most floral and revealing maxi dress possible, with her nose buried in her phone, and Pestilence is anxiously smoking a cigarette. The stranger notices Pestilence smoking and points at the cigarette. I'll kill you, you know. You don't say. Well, it doesn't everything. 
The stranger frowns and hurries past and dials their partner as they walk off. Together, three horsemen descend into <laughs> laughter. But famine, war and pestilence are silenced. Yes. <laughs> as they hear a familiar bell toll and they notice death has gotten up and is not laughing. Death is standing behind them, holding their cane in silence, and is looking almost disappointed at the three of them. After the stranger is clearly out of earshot, Alex stands and takes a deep breath, composing themselves. Looking up slightly, Alex looks at you and mouths, wish me luck, as they fold their arms defensively, as if preparing for an argument. Stop hiding. I know you're there. War stands first, making for Alex angrily, with famine copying her. Pestilence looks to death for permission, and death nods to Pestilence. In response, Pestilence raises his hand to his mouth and blows lightly, causing a cloud of flies to surround war and famine, preventing them from attacking Alex. Death checks their pocket watch while leaning heavily on their cane, before approaching Alex with pestilence following behind. Well, we meet again. Ten months, four days, sixteen minutes and thirty-seven seconds in advance of your deadline. Pestilence, can you release our siblings? That buzzing is starting to get irritating. Oh, it's... Sorry. Oh, what, what the, the actual, actual hell, pestilence. pestilence? Calm yourselves. I asked him to. <laughs> now, stay quiet for a moment while Alex and I talk. <laughs> oh, the grown-ups are talking now, I see. You really think you're that above your siblings? You have no right to comment on my relationship with my siblings. Well, you clearly just used your siblings instead of getting your own hands dirty. Quite the contrary. I was always present. You should treat them with a bit more respect. Have you worked out who I am yet? Well, we we know you're some kind of divine entity, like us. Oh, very good. Nice work pretending to be a friend, Pestilence. You nearly had me fooled. Oh, I, th- th- thank you. I, I, I try my best, you, you see. Uh, <laughs> whatever, okay. You're immune to my charms and I want to know why. Oh, famine. I can see through you too easily. I mean, it wasn't hard. Oh, rude! How dare you! Just <laughs> shut up, Famine! Alex, have you bloody known who each of us are since the beginning? Language. No. Some took longer, in fairness. <gasps> okay, I'm fed up of this polite talk. Tell me what the hell is going on? Rolling their eyes impatiently, Alex waves a hand and pestilence, famine and war abruptly are thrown to the ground and cannot get up. The trio look up to you and seem to be trying to talk but no sound is coming out at all. War seems to be screaming profanities in several languages you recognise and some you haven't even heard of. Famine seems to be having some form of temper tantrum 
and Pestilence is just watching the interaction between Death and Alex with a mixture of intrigue and fear. Oh, I should have known you would have little tolerance for my siblings. No. Some are quite entertaining. Others need to learn to shut up. Could not agree more. So, what am I? I am tired of this. Who are you and what is your issue with me? My issue with you is how you treat the living. (laughs) I beg your pardon? You treat living creatures as if they are numbers on a sheet? You couldn't care less about them if you tried. Why can you not see the complexity of living? Every living breathing thing is a product of a random mutation making every single one unique how can you just sit there and punch the numbers and pay no attention to the the value of life why should i have you never wondered why there are so many religions and beliefs created they are trying to find an uh, an understanding to something so fundamental yet so unexplainable science or religion they both search and hunger for the knowledge and do you think i should also yes no why not there is no purpose in it how can you say that Every life is fascinating. Nobody shares the same experience. Good or bad, they learn from it. They learn from the failures of their ancestors and they work towards a better world. Whatever that means to them. How can you not find a point in taking even a small piece of interest in such amazing creations? If I give you my answer, will you please tell me who you are? Yes. Anything, please. I do not see the point in getting attached to the living when my role is to guide them out of their service. You kill them? No. They would have died anyway. But I provide order and regulation to death. So, that's it. You just regulate who dies to keep up some messed up balance? Yes. How can you be so cold? The years have not been kind. I doubt there are words in this tongue that could make you understand. Now, answer me. You still haven't worked it out. Let us end this pathetic game. I know you are as strong as I am, stronger than my siblings by far. Who are you? (laughs) Oh, you're joking, right? Even this lot have been able to work it out, and they've only been here for an hour. I do not follow. 
What is your point? Uh, I am your antithesis. Your your opposite, your yin to your yang, black to your white. Enough I'm... in this new age psychobabble. Answer me. I'm life. Death steps back as Alex produces a flower growing from the palm of their hand. Death plucks it with a heavy sigh and watches it wilt in their hand. A flicker of disappointment flits across Death's face before it returns to neutral and they discard the flower at their feet. Do you understand now? All these millennia, I have been following the progress of life and I have been fascinated by it. I am reborn and pass and then I'm reborn again to experience every aspect of living. I regulate it. Keep it from mutating to the point of detriment. I am always there. Working in the background. Providing hope to the living. And what does that have to do with me? I don't understand why you just play your role. And don't take any interest in... Uh, why or how these things are happening? I am ineffable. I am the be-all and end-all. That is all anyone knows, and it is all anyone needs to know. Human or divine, that is what I am. Do you seriously expect me to just accept that? I'm death, and that's all there is to it. Yes. Why? Did you expect something more from me? Yes. I wanted to try and change your perspective. Why should I? Since the beginning, humanity has hated me. And I have come to terms with that. Aren't you tired of being hated? Have you ever considered that the reason they hate you is your own fault? I am not tired of being hated. I am tired of the responsibility. And no, it is not my fault. Do not shift your blame onto me. <laughs> Excuse me? You give hope and promise and new experiences and are something to be desired. I am a painful truth that humans are foolishly trying to gain control over. I help people come to terms with their death. Do not I... lie to me. You help people make the most of their dying moments. You ensure their life did not come to nothing. Is that really such a crime? You get too emotionally invested. Too fragile. <laughs> and what? You're jealous of me or something? Not at all. I merely want humans to reconsider how they see their own deaths. And how they do that is none of my concern. But your death! You should be the one! No! You should... They need to work it out for themselves. Work what out? It is all well and good. 
to focus on ensuring that your life has meaning. But what about your death? What do you mean? Consider the importance of your death. After your passing, you leave so much more of an impact on the people that you knew, and perhaps seen the ones you didn't know. Death produces their pocket watch in one hand, cane in the other. War, famine and pestilence wince and writhe during each bell toll, seeming as though every echo was shaking each of them to the core, filling the three with a look of pure terror. You never imagined such powerful beings could be so terrified, but you must fight every instinct to help them and draw your attention back to Death and Alex alone. Believe what you want to believe about existence, but remember there is only one certainty, and you are looking at it. Am I not a certainty? (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. Your influence on this world is so fragile and temporary. Hence why you have to regenerate a new form every so many years. Aha! But yet, without me, you would not exist. I am not saying we are enemies, but we are far from friends. What? Why not, friends? Because you will always resent my existence alongside you. But that doesn't mean we can't both be a positive influence. What on earth are you talking about? (laughs) We can work together to make humans better creatures. And why would I do that? Look... I know you want them to work things out for themselves. But the least you can do is give them some kind of clue, a a sense. The divine should not meddle with the mortal. Especially not entities such as ourselves. And why not? Humans should not have to attempt to comprehend what has taken us millennia to even grasp the concept of. It would drive them insane. It would be cruel. I'm not saying. Let's reveal all the inner workings of the universe. Just a little something to help them cope with existence better. Surely that is your job, not mine. Can you at least just try? Look, it's... Not hard. I'll show you. Alex breaks away from death and approaches you directly. They offer their hand, and you take it. As soon as you do, you are overwhelmed with a sense of peace and contentment. When you are able, you look Alex in the eye and feel completely at ease in their presence. Let any worries or concerns fall away from you. The rest of the world does not exist in this moment. Take care of your life. It's so precious and 
valuable. Make it mean something, even if it's just to the people around you. Even the smallest stone can make ripples in the pond. Honour yourself and cherish your time on earth. Reach out to those who love you and, above all, know that I will always be here to hold your hand through anything. Right up until your passing. As Alex releases your hand again, it takes you a moment to fully process what you just experienced. Slowly, you are able to draw your focus back to Alex and Death, who are once again standing opposite each other, with Alex looking even more defiant and Death looking even more tired, which by this point you did not think was possible. It's not that hard to be nice to humans. You try. Uh, no. Why? People typically are not happy to see me. <laughs> Just try and say something useful. Please? Look, they're, they're waiting. <sighs> Fine. But if this goes wrong, I will not be held accountable. Leaning heavily on their cane, Death turns to you and makes firm eye contact. You see into the depths of their eyes, and somehow you start to hear their voice. Death's lips are not moving an inch, but they do not break their gaze on you. Let them in. Listen to what they have to say. It will be all right. Let them in. Sooner or later, you will see me again. I am eternal. Do not try to fight it or run from it. You will just make yourself miserable. However, it is important to remember the legacy you leave behind. It does not have to be huge, but your death will leave an impact. Live whatever life you please, but remember I have listened to so many lives. I do not expect you to be glad to see me, quite the opposite. However, if you have lived how you want to live, our meeting will not be as difficult. Be content with what you have done. Be sure to give me a hell of a story when I come for you. And I will guide you through your passing. I will see you when it is your time.